Welcome to the Rule for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plaguestone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on, listener. Your quest awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat, The Fall of Plaguestone. I'm your host and GM, Stephen Glicker, and I just wanted to welcome everyone. For those of you who don't listen to our Dead Sons Adventure podcast, I actually do an intro and outro every single week. But for The Fall of Plaguestone, I decided not to do those unless absolutely necessary. Because to be honest, these little intros and outros actually take a few hours to get done. And doing two podcasts a week already takes up a huge amount of time, so I had to cut a corner somewhere. Anyhow, the reason I'm talking to you is that I wanted to introduce myself, welcome you to the show. It's been, I guess, we're up to episode, what, 15 now, so you've been listening for a few months. We're really having a great time doing this adventure, and things are going in strange directions. When you're doing a heavy role-playing adventure like this, I find that people's characters are developing in ways that even they didn't expect. So look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Also, I did want to mention that here at Roll for Combat, we pride ourselves in trying to get the rules as close to accurate as possible. That's one thing we do in the Dead Sons podcast, and I do it here. And I'm always very fair. If I get something wrong, I will go back and fix it for the player characters. People who have been playing with me for a very long time know this, that I'm very important about keeping things fair and keeping it, you know, a little bit better for the PCs since, you know, it's a collaborative, fun experience. We're supposed to all be enjoying this, and you should only follow the rules so much. However, we did record this a couple of months ago, and at that point, we weren't quite as good with the Pathfinder 2nd Edition combat rules. So, this week, you might be hearing some rules that are not being done completely correct, such as imprecise perception or persistent damage and a few other items. So for those of you who run exactly rules as written, who know the rules really, really well, you might be gritting your teeth this week saying, oh my god, those guys are doing it completely wrong. The answer is, we did it kind of wrong. Next week in the podcast, you're going to hear we actually discuss everything we did wrong to make sure that we all know the rules. And as someone who develops for Paizo, I need to know the rules. And someone like Vanessa, who literally writes Adventure Paths for Paizo, she also needs to know the rules. So even people like us, we sometimes get the rules wrong. And I'm often talking to Mark Steifer, who's one of the lead developers on Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and I'm always asking him questions almost on a daily basis, on how things are supposed to run. Some of the more complex rules, and this was before the FAQ came out, which was just about a week ago. So just to let you know, if you do ever hear us say or do something incorrectly, come to our Discord channel and let us know. 99% of the time, I usually realize it, and you will hear a correction on the next week's show or two weeks later. As I said, 99% of the time, every so often you will get us, because one thing I do after the show is I do look over the notes and I do make sure that we did everything correct. And if I didn't do everything correct, I try to make up for it the next week or the next session. And that's something I do on all my podcasts and all my adventures. And that's just something we need to really do in a brand new system like Pathfinder 2. And I've been doing it doubly in Pathfinder 2 because Pathfinder 2 is deadly, man. Combat is hard. We talk about that at the end of the episode, that combat is really, really hard, very deadly, so I want to make sure that I'm doing everything 100% accurate 
Because the very last thing I would ever want to do is to accidentally kill off a PC using incorrect rules. I would never, ever want to do that. So with that in mind, if you're an expert at Pathfinder 2nd Edition, don't worry, we take care of it all. Everything's fixed by next week if you hear us do things wrong. I'll talk about that more next week. And also, if you want to talk with us and are curious more about Roll for Combat, do please check out our Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. We run games there constantly. We have over 100 games of Pathfinder and Starfinder being run, as well as a few other games here and there that people just want to run, like Call of Cthulhu and other things. Plus, if you go to the Discord channel, you can get a free t-shirt just by posting. A lot of fun. And you can ask us questions at any time. Everyone from the podcast is on the Discord, and we post all the time. So feel free to ask us any questions about our characters, what we're doing, anything you want. With that, let's get to this week's episode. Okay, she shows up at first light. You guys are all rubbing your eyes. Kate is Christmas tree bright. Brixley's is foppish self, waxing his mustache. Prue is like trying out her new Warhammer flail thing. Celeste is thinking deep thoughts. Nola's like, you ready? I'm ready. Ready. Excellent. Excellent. So here's the plan as she starts leading you outside. We're going to go to the nearby Blight. And then um, I'm going to go around and explore around the site. Setting up snares on common trails. Ensuring that any stray creatures are flushed out of the area. And they're all contained. I'm going to make sure I capture them all. There's a sort of a den or a blight area, I believe. And uh, if you can investigate that. Oh, okay. Let's start. First light. And um, you start you start trouncing through the forest. Do you have any uh, medleys you'd like to sing? I'm looking at Celeste the Bard. As we trounce through the forest? That seems like we'll just call every creature down on top of us. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvazalon, the human angelic sorcerer. Well, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It could be worked like... out well for Snow White. Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the half orc spirit barbarian. I was about to say, yeah, it could be Cinderella, Snow White, Snow White uh, reference. All <laughs> of our animal companions flock to us. Rob Tramarco is playing Kate Thistlerot, the halfling rogue thief. Quiet, traveling through the forest, quiet, quiet as a mouse, don't make any other sound or crack. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that was great. This, this pub, you're going to have everything nice. you need. You have the crazy drinks, you have the entertainment of Celeste, and Brixley, Brixley could just be the, um, what would Brixley be? The, the Jolly part? Bouncer. Well, he is the, uh, well, he'd be praying every night to Caden Kalin by hanging out at the bar, right? This, this whole bar, the whole Spirit's Spirits is effectively a, a chapel to Caden Killeen. Brixley can be Norm. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's good. Norm! He walks in, everyone's like, Brixley! Brixley! I'm, I'm okay with that. Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorne, the gnome champion liberator. That would be pretty funny. With your disciples, no less. You can go to the church, you can extol to the teachings of Cain Kalin, and then go to the bar for the after-sermon drink. 
Anyhow, you go through the forest. And sure enough, as you're going through the forest, you can see the blight you. And you saw this before, but now that you know what you're looking for, there's areas of the forest that are dead and discolored. And as you're getting closer and closer, it's getting more twisted. There's strange colors and saps coming out of the tree. There's like fluids. It I'm looks start sneaking. Start sneaking the news. So I'm gonna start sneaking, like being more quiet and cautious around the weirdness of this part of the forest. I'm also gonna start sneaking. Well, this was hours beforehand. Well, all right. Sorry. No, you can start sneaking. It's just that it's going to take a little bit longer. You can you can sort of do a sneak with uh, actively... How do I say it? You can sneak without trying to slow yourselves down, because she does... She is that's fine. Doing if she's a, in a hurry, a then brisk, that's fine. Not a brisk pace, but she's not, like, you know, taking her time. So as she brings you to the clearing, she says, So, so here we are. Here's the... Here's where the blight is strongest. I was able to find a couple of stray animals that were horribly infected. Rabbits and squirrels and rodents of some sort. Uh, I'm going to set up some snares and check some of the other traps I have in this area. If you want to check out the blight and uh, report back. All right. And draw my daggers. And we start poking around. So it's, um, you know, it's pretty early. It's still like 10 o'clock. It's pretty bright out. And she goes off. And in front of you is, well, the forest and a path leading to the west. What do you do? Well, it looks like we only have one way to go, right? Yep. I suppose we're going to follow the path. I'll hold the sledgehammer while we go. I'll have my rapier out. Celeste is going to sneak in the back. Okay, well, you guys can put yourselves in marching order. My favorite word. I mean, don't worry about it at all. Well, I think we learned to check for traps uh, before we do literally anything. Me first. And then I'll go second. I guess I'll go third. Oh, who's checking for traps? Who do you think? Okay. I see. So you're doing sneak. See, sneak is half your speed. That's the problem with sneak. I was trying to move to the back edge of the map, but I'm waiting for those bozos to move ahead of me. <laughs> are you sneaking there? Well, are you detecting? Sorry, I'm at detecting. I, I would like to. Okay. What's your plus? Plus. You need me to roll? Oh, no. no it's I a plus. I roll. Let me check my skill. I think it's plus 11. I want to say 11. I think it's 11. Thievery is 8. Perception is 8. But it's a plus 1 because of my uh, ability. So 9. Nine. You to look around to try to find some sneaky traps. You find no sneaky traps. This area appears to be completely natural. You never know. Naturally. Now that's only within ten feet of you. Keep in mind. So that's we're going to do this every ten feet for the next mile. <laughs> in that case, I do one roll and just add it, and that is your roll forever. It's up to you. In front of you, um, you see a larger because I'm a trap finder. It says, um, I'm trained in stealth. I gain a check when I'm not even searching. So Yeah. Now, what happens is, right. So, like, if you're not searching, I think you do. There's oh, You basically always get a check now. That's right. basically how it works. It's like you, you just check automatically whenever you're a trap. You get your spidey sense goes off. So Your Peter Tingle? So or I Cade will, Tingle, I guess? My, my Cade yeah. Tingle. I'll the Thistle you, Tingle. 
That's disgusting. Oh, no. You're wearing pants, right? I mean, yes. Brixley gave you pants. I have pants. I, no, I did not borrow any of Brickley's clothes. I have clothes. <laughs> I have clothes. <laughs> I have boots. I have a shirt, and it's dark color, and I hooded. Put my hood up. You didn't I, borrow any of my clothes, did you? I mean, not in public. Hey, now. So that's where that rip came from. Cade's, Cade's backstory just got a whole lot more interesting. <laughs> Cade and Celeste are kind of the same size. No, I'm tiny. Celeste is tiny too, mm. but not that tiny. She's Celeste like is at fairly least a, round. A good two foot taller than me. She's what we call curvy. Well, so is Cade. Yeah, but as a um, as a female human, she's she's still going to be like a foot and a half, two feet taller than Kate. Yeah, and I'm more of a or me for that matter. Like a I imagine she's like bony. a good size eight. You're all puny. There's the end of it. Well, compared to Prue, anyhow. Compared, yeah. <laughs> How did trap finding turn into uh, undergarment Fashion? discussion? Fashion. I don't know because you started talking about me borrowing all Brixie's clothes. Cause it's just so funny. I just like to picture you like decked out in like, like garish, bejeweled fashion. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's like just maybe... cute thinking that you join the lollipop guild. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Nope, Brix- just Brixley. Brixley's dressed for a uh, residence in Vegas, apparently. <laughs> hey, man, something wrong with that. So, okay, there's a clearing to your west. What do you do? We I head east. Head toward it. Yeah. Clearing, to clearing. You head to the west. And let's see. Sure enough, you see uh, a large clearing. In the center of the clearing is three sickly-looking thorn bushes grouped together there also appears way off in the distance a large tree with a hollow opening and almost like it goes into a cave of some sort to the north is more trees and forest to the south is another path well this certainly seems ominous uh i want to you know just pause and look at those three bushes is anything in them or hiding behind them. Yeah, I get bad vibes from those bushes. Yes. In the yes. bushes, you notice there is a wolf carcass in the ground between them and that the plants have wrapped their tendrils around the corpse. Ooh. Do we have alchemist fire? <laughs> well, I can produce fire on my own. Oh, no, I, thought, I thought actually we got two vials of that during one of the... You do. Either Brixley from Halad himself or during our search of his camp. Brixley has two lesser alchemist fires right on his character sheet. You want to chuck them over there? Want me to chuck them over there? Do these plants look blighted? They look sickly looking, yes. Okay. I'd be willing to do it. All right, get a little closer and give it a good heft. I'm going to move to the edge of the clearing. And if you miss, Celeste will clean up your mess with more fire. I'm going to try to throw it right between the trees or the shrubs or whatever. Mm, Okay, interesting. What is the ground DC in Pathfinder 2nd Edition? Does anyone know? I think it's still five. 
Or is it five? Well, five is Starfinder. I thought ten was Pathfinder. No, it's been five. Because oh, it's, it must it's be essentially D&D. ten, and then it doesn't move, so it's a dex of minus five, so it's five. Oh, okay. So... I will say you hit the ground perfectly. Now, Alchemist Fire does one point of splash damage, I believe. Is that what it does that in, sounds in right, second yeah. edition? Alchemist Fire. This bomb deals 1d8 fire damage, 1 persistent fire damage, and 1 fire splash damage. All right. You want the good news or the bad news? Bad. All right. Hold on. I do wonder if I should have aimed at one of the bushes instead of the ground between them. No, that's, I, I think that was a good. Let's, let's just see how they react. You throw it right between the bushes, and you hit the poor wolf. The bushes all get splashed with one point of fire damage. Nothing but net. Which is actually six points, because they really don't like fire damage. Suddenly, the bushes violently shake. The branches start undulating, and they're lurching towards Brixley. Roll for combat! Blood bush is up first. <laughs> Somehow the vines of the bush suddenly scoop up into it and it sort of shambles over towards you with one action. That's its first action as it moves right next to Brixley. The second action is that it lashes a vine out at you. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, come on. Jeez. Hits you for 17 points of crit damage. In addition, you are now bleeding. You are cut and you're bleeding. You're a bleed two for Brixley. And it tries to swipe at you once more at a minus five. It does hit you. Oh, it does hit you with a um, well, roll the seventeen and hit you for five points of damage. Hold on, and you are now bleeding three. And if the bush could talk, would be saying, "So there, Brixley, you are level two. So although you took a beating, you're still very much alive. You're up. You're getting beaten by a bush. You're going to take three bleed damage at the end of this turn. By the way." Don't beat around the bush. Just hit it straight in the middle. That's right. <laughs> um, sorry. I mean, that's my philosophy. It's a sickly bush that seems to be getting a high off causing you to bleed and seems to be thirsty. That kid wants to drink your blood like Audrey, too. Um, I pull out one of those healing potions. One action. I drink the healing potion. Two actions. What's your second action, I meant? Sure. What's that? 1d8, I guess? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Let's see. Low-grade minor healing potion. 1d8. Go for it. Eight. That nice. Wow, that's the most anti-John roll in the history of this game. Well, yeah. Uh, a screenshot, a screenshot that said that to John's stats. <laughs> <laughs> you feel fantastic. Got one action left. Um, I mean, it, would I've had to put my sword away to get the potion, or the sort of thing where I could sort of still hold my sword and get you know pull it out. 
with the fingers or whatever. If I need to redraw my sword, I'll redraw my sword. Actually, I'll well, raise my shield. Yeah, if you would have to, I'll put it this way. If you're going to put, yes, if you're going to take the potion out and have your shield, then the answer is yes. Cause All right, I'll raise my shield and I'll worry, about right. get, I'll worry about offense next turn. Okay. I mean, it actually is in the game. Like It's like shields one hand and your weapon on That's the other. That's fine. And, and believe it or not, I'm going to presume it was like in your pocket or something super easy to get to. It's actually two hands to retrieve something from your pack, which is why you have like pouches of crap so that you can like pull it out quickly. Shields up, Celeste, Carbassalon. You see evil now plants attacking your friends. Now that he's looking better, uh, Celeste is going to throw her own little gout of fire at the bush attacking my friend. Is it a bad bush? It's a pretty bad bush. You hit it, and it actually does. Five extra points of fire. Oh, one thing we forgot. Jason, I'm Bruxley. Hmm? You take three points of persistent bleeding damage because you're bleeding. Did the healing not fix that? The, the potion didn't. Oh, I forgot end about that. the healing. You do not take healing day. You do not take it. I'll say that it heals it. It's fine. Sorry about that. I completely forgot about the healing. That's okay. Anyhow, back to um, yes, Carvasalon hits for eleven points of damage, and the bush screams. It's still very much alive. Well, that's good. Um, hmm. Uh, she's going to shout out, Prue, help him, and give Prue guidance. Okay. Blood lash bush number two. Smells blood in the air. It saunders over to Brixley. And being a bush, it's not very smart. And tries to attack Brixley with its vines. Vines, I tell you. So your AC is 20. But you had a shield up. So it actually is going to do eight points of damage, but your shield will take the first five. Is that correct? Uh, yes. And then your shield will take three on top of it. Assume it, that's automatic, unless you do the what's the shield block, or how does that work? I no, I need, I need to block it. I... Yeah, that's not automatic. That only happens if you do the shield block. Oh, I see. Well, you get to find out after. Uh, you actually can decide if you're doing shield block after I tell you the damage. So the damage is going to be eight. So do you want to block it or not? It's a one d eight plus four yeah, is what it could be. That. So it could be even higher. Let's block the damage. Okay. So you just take three damage, but you are bleeding one, and then it will try to attack you again with its attack, but it's doing it lesser. Well, even with the twenty, it's all right. Yeah, only with a fourteen plus eleven. Minus five, that's still a 20. And hits you, but only for five points of damage. But you can't block that one. But now you're bleeding two. And then the last blood lash bush decides to go. Goes up to Brixley. Sure, why not? Tries to attack you. Misses. Finally, a seven for 18. And tries to attack you again. Oh, this time it'll hit. Oh, hits God. Are these things taking burn damage at all around or something? On no. their turn or something? No, because it was only splash. Oh. The persistence only goes on the main target. The splash is on the other target. Uh, I see. So, these okay. bushes are dynamite. <laughs> they are dynamite. Brixley drops as he is taken out by a bush. 
And his initiative changes to right before the bush, is that right? That, that is correct. You will go... There we go, I moved you in front of the bush. Don't die from a bush, that'll be a horrible way to go. Prue is up. Now, here's where it gets interesting. His effects, I think, still continue even though he's dying. That is correct, they do. I did this with Mark Steifer, so you're still on fire. Uh, Prue, you're up. He's on, I mean, fire? on fire? No, he's uh, still bleeding. You're bleeding out and dying. Oh. Oh, again? Or oh, th- th- that was a second hit? Both. The way this works is it actually increases your bleed damage. Each time it hits you, it gets worse and worse. It's a I fun, see. special thing from this bush. GG, you guys. It was fun playing with you all. All right, time for some bushwhacking. I'll, uh, I'll use one action to summon up a nice spectral rage. And then I'll use another action to move towards the nearest bush. And then I'll attempt to hit it with this maul. Prue has the ghost summons in her hand. Go, go, bushwhacker. Well, here's the cool part. You hit and you actually did 17 points of damage. But (laughs) it was mitigated down to 12. Okay. Uh, some of, I guess it doesn't matter that some of that is uh, negative energy. How much of that is negative energy? Three. Well, it's... I don't it's, know if it'll So matter. it's 14 bludgeoning, three negative. Yeah. So I don't 14 think it, bludgeoning would turn into yeah, I don't think nine, it changes the math. and then it, it doesn't change the math at all. So it's still the same math. So you hit it. You hit it for, wow, because you did extra damage because of your rage. So it's extra plus three. So yeah, you... you you beat that bush down. It's still alive, though. Jeez, this is the one we've been hitting. GG, you guys. I know. Kate is up. You feeling uh, You feeling oh, uh, good with no armor on right about now? I don't think the armor matters. Uh, I will uh, draw... Oh, sheath, uh, you know, drop my daggers, draw the um, staff sling, and huck one at the one in front of Prue. Huck away. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Is it susceptible to peer that? But yeah, it is. Yeah, you critted the bush. Good job. Bush crit. For seven points of damage. And it dies. This is a weird fight. Okay, you killed the bush. Good job. All right, my third action and second attack on the one in front of my poor dead friend, Brixley. He's just I'm only mostly dead. dead. Yeah. So we both did it at the same time. You miss the bush. It's the last coming oh, no. job bringing these people back to life, I tell ya. Oh no, Brixley. Uh, she's going to spend one action to activate her angelic halo, which will increase her healing by two. And then she's going to use a two action heal on Brixley and try and bring him back to life. I'm trying to get this done. There it goes. Really? Oh my goodness. I rolled a 1 on a d8. That's still 11 points of healing. And hopefully we'll stop that bleed damage. But jeez. So how does that work um, if he's dying and you heal him? Does he pop right back up? Does it turn him off? I forgot how it works. exactly. He pops up with a wounded condition equal to yeah. his dying level. Yeah, he'll have wounded, but he still got hit points. But he heals 11 hit points, right? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a D8 plus 8 for the spell, and then another plus 2 for the Angelic Halo. Okay. And then he's not dying from the bleeding, which is good. So you're wounded 1, Brixley. 
you no longer are bleeding. You are on the floor with your shield, well, probably still attached to your arm, but you're prone, and you're like, well, well, well. Isn't this a fine mess I got myself into? And then I think one of the bushes should go before he gets a chance to act, because he should go before that second bush. Well, does he go before the bush that killed him? He goes before Yeah, so it doesn't okay. get a chance to finish him off. Got it. Well, the, fir- the second bush can kill him. And the second bush, it's a bush. How smart is a bush? What does prone give you? Uh, flat-footed, I think. So minus two AC. Prone, yep, you're flat-footed. Okay. Well, it's going to... Wow, man. This thing is nasty. Um... Oh, I know what it's doing. Okay. It's um it's going to go crazy. It starts to spin in a circle and is sort of whipping its tendrils everywhere and it's going to hit Brixley, Prue, and the other bush. That's right. The other bush. So I make one attack roll and I compare it to everyone's AC. Whoa. This is a strange fight. It's a three-action attack, and it has reach, so it can hit through. So I'm going to hit the ground. Oh, no. I rolled a 20-20, so it's perfect 20. Oh, God. So What is going on? So does that hit everyone in melee range? Yes, it does. So let's see. 1d8 plus 4. 7. So it'll do 14 points of damage. Well, actually, it does 14 points of damage to... Well, the, the, like, are they both spinning? No, just one. This is the one on the south. So but the it 14... crits on everybody with one roll? Yeah. It's like a separate roll per person? The bush spins in a circle lashing out in all directions at once. It makes one attack roll and compares the result to the ace of each creature with its melee attack, rolling damage only once and applying it to each creature hit. Jeez. Uh, Brixley. Oh, hey, I'm dead again. Gets hit again. And the bush only takes nine points because it has resistance to slashing. Um, so let's see. Bleed is now on Brixley, Prue, and the bush. And it's bleed two. That's entire action. Oh, wait. Brixley. Gets moved again to the other book. Okay, so dying three now immediately. Yes, it is dying three immediately. So he's at the dying three. Um, the bush is just gonna uh, attack. It's true for max damage, twelve points of damage. Tries hit you. Actually, it's not gonna do that. What it's gonna do? Instead of trying to attack you, its tendrils reach out and will try to drink the blood seeping from your veins because you're up to weep blood uh, bleeding three. So give me a reflex save. Okay. Try to avoid the tendrils drinking your beautiful blood. 22. So... It tries to get you, but it succeeds. Sorry, it, it, um, wait, let's see here. The tendrils of the bush reach out to siphon the blood of a victim up to 20 feet away with persistent bleed damage, causing the victim to immediately take that amount of bleed damage. 
basic reflex DC 17. The bush regains an amount of hit points, blah, blah, blah. So I'll say it does not succeed in uh, drinking your blood as you're like, hey, get away from me, get away from me. That's a two action thing. Rue is up. Okay, uh, I need some good damage here. Uh, I think I'm just going to swing away on this bush in front of me. Go, go, bad gadget bush. Did you use your guidance yet? Well, she did it the first time when she critted oh. or hit the bush. She hit the bush or whatever she did. She How many hero points do we have right now? Two each, actually. Two each? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if we have two each, I should probably hero point that and then sure. save one in case I go down. So, <laughs> I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Three. Jeez. Jeez. All right. I'll use my second action to attack it again. Them bushes are mighty fine fighters. I don't see bushes of this quality in this uh, day and age. Yahet! Even with a minus five, but only for ten points, but five because it's ignoring your bludgeoning. But well, what are you rage. Hitting it I'm hitting it with a bludgeoning maul. Yeah, yeah, bludgeoning doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything? No, it doesn't. Sorry, no, bludgeoning, it's, um, it does. The damage, but it's negated by the pushiness of it. And then I'm going to use my last action to summon a swirling mass of ghosts around my wrist, giving me the effects of the shield spell. Okay. Now you take three points of damage from bleeding. Now give me a flat DC 15 check to staunch the bleeding. And will not do it. Kate is up. Crew is Uh, near death. Please have something amazing. Near death. Oh, boy. Bushes are killing you swiftly. Oh, you're throwing your sling at it? Yes. You do one point of damage. Well, you actually did six. Does sneak attack count on this thing, or does it not have to brain sneaks don't do do that anymore? Well, it's not flat-footed. Oh, but it's not like being harassed by a buddy? I guess not. Uh, it doesn't I don't get the, that's how that works. It doesn't get the, the flat-footed condition when it tries its little blood drink thing. I guess it maybe it can't be flat-shrubbed. Well, it can be right. flat-footed, but it's not get. It doesn't get it for that. So, gotcha. We're just All asking right. for an inch here, Stephen. We're just asking <laughs> for an inch. Oh no, I'm just I'm looking it up. I'm actually I know I know. Yeah, second Half attack, second shot. <laughs> you missed. You almost hit true. You're getting all the twenties, and we're getting all the ones. This is Jeez. this is That's bad. One. You hit for zero wow. damage. Oh, oh my gosh! You rolled a two. What do you want? So less. You're up. I mean, burn him. Burn him to da- death. Don't heal our friends. Um, I think because the bushes are there, the bushes will eat them again. Yeah, I'm probably going down as long as you can deal enough. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to do. Maybe you run away and save How yourself. How badly, quote-unquote, injured is the one close to Prue? Pretty badly injured. The one to the south uh. is barely injured. It was just singed a little. But this bush appears to be on its last twigs. Uh, last mm, okay. leg, Last trunks. Last roots. Right. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and uh, if if Cade's shown to burn it down, she'll sort of look around at her very injured companions and uh, oh, I hope someone's out there is listening. Please help me hit this thing. 
and she'll grasp the amulet uh, around her neck with one hand and toss some produce flame with the other hand. Well, it wasn't great, Mm. but it was enough. You hit it. It does five points plus... I actually messed something up. Plus five more? An extra damage for the fire, and it dies. And uh, it it shrinks into a puddle of burning blood, and it stinks to high heaven. Got one action left, I believe. No, I'm thinking of what I want to do with that last action. Um, She is going to hope Prue can uh, save the day. I wish I could put Forbidding Ward up. I don't have enough actions, though. I only have one left. Uh, she's going to give improved guidance. I guess she'll shout out to Cade to, you got this, Cade? You can do it? And give him guidance. <laughs> this is the deadliest adventure I've ever heard of. Whoops, sorry about that. I'm dead, but I'm doing reflex saves. Hooray. No, well, Rixley is up. So you're at dying three. So what you can do now... It's hero point time. Not yet. Or Not yet. Not yet. What you want to do is... You want to do your save to stabilize, and then if you fail, then you use your hero point, because right as you go to four is when you die. Is that so. is that uh, fortitude save? Yeah, it's fortitude, or is it a flat check? I think it's, it's a, a flat, flat check. check. Yeah, it's flat check DC 13. So you want to roll not a five. And like every other roll today, it's <laughs> complete crap, so I guess I'm using my hero points. You use your hero points, and you are... Back at one hit point, I believe. Zero, I believe. I don't know. I forgot how it worked. Um, wait, which is it again? It's two in the rules. I forgot which one it goes to. It's the one where you're zero. Spend all your remaining hit points at the start of your turn or when your dying value increase in order to return one hit point no matter how close to death you are. Yeah, that's actually the wrong one. Oh, what? There's, there's actually okay. two rules and they messed up. There's um, It's the second one. I forgot what page that's on. Let me just look it up because it will matter. Dying. We're nearing death. Here we go. 459. Let's see. Here we go. If you lose a dying condition by succeeding a recovery check, you're still at zero or remain unconscious, but you can wake up described at page 460. Okay, so you're you're at zero. No, but that's a recovery check. If you do it via hero points, those are two different things. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You lose a dying condition and stabilize with zero hit points. You don't gain the wounded condition or increase the value. I'm losing the dying condition this way, but you already have that condition, you'll lose it or decrease. That's on page 467. See, that's the right one, though. Sorry, I'm getting there. All right, well, I guess... Hey, man, I, I don't like the rules. So, um... So, right, so you are... Because <laughs> right. apparently Paizo writes two rules. <laughs> well, they... I'm the one who... I know, it's a misprint. Yeah, I know, well, they... I don't they want to hard shot him too much, said. but... Grr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Oh, I had a whole plan. I had a, I had a fine three actions all laid out, but nope. Now you can still spend your three actions laid out, though. Not I'm, this turn. I lie on the ground. I lie on the ground, and I lie on the ground. There. Yep. Because he's at, he's at zero, so he can't do anything yet. So, uh, the bush goes. Hmm. The bush sees blood. It's gonna attack Prue. Now you have a shield up, right? Uh, I do. So your AC is... It's back to 19 because I lost one for being in rage. Right. Okay, so it saves you by one for a crit. But you still drop 
either way. No, I don't. I use the shield block reaction to take five less damage. Okay, there you go. Okay, so you use shield block. You're about to get hit, but instead your shield fizzles out and you take five less damage, but now you're bleeding four. And then it tries to do the blood siphon again, where it reaches out and tries to drink your blood. Give me that reflex save. This is where I go down. My reflex is bad. 18. Ooh, the dice not are bad. finally. You barely succeed in tapping away the tendrils. And you're like, no, 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 no. Okay, it worked. It worked. The only thing keeping you alive is those 10 hit points. And you're, you're still bleeding profusely. You have bleeding four on you, by the way. So you're up. Yeah, but I've got a plan for this. See, okay. at second level... At second level, I took the skill feat Battle Medicine so I can use Treat Wounds in combat for one action. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to treat my wounds. If ever there was a good time to use that. Right. Oh, I almost crit it. I need, I think, a 15. Okay, so what did you do? I I get 2d8 hit points back, and if I had a wounded condition, it would be removed. So if you're an expert in medicine... Oh, no. So the medicine check is 15. So, okay. So you treat wounds. So does that need the healer's kit? Or like, how does that work exactly? It does need a healer's kit, which we bought when we were getting all the other kits. You patch yourself up. Well, it's... I mean, you need... I don't know. It's like one of these... Like, I'm just wondering, do you take it out? Do you have to, like... Do you just do it? Is it like you just do it in the middle of it and it's just one check? Or... I'm not sure. I mean, I guess it does. You patch up or... An adjacent alley, even combat, you attempt a medicine check with the same DC for treat wounds and provide a corresponding amount of healing. Um, yeah, it's kind of nebulous. Like, you would assume you have to pull it out, but it doesn't tell you that. So if you want me to spend one action pulling it out of my healing pouch, I'm okay with that. I'll say one action to heal, pull it out, and then... Because it does say manipulate everywhere, so I'd say you'll need at least an action to pull it out, and then one quick action to patch yourself up. And how many did you get? How much did you heal yourself? Uh, I didn't roll it yet. It's 2d8, so I'll throw those real quick. Okay. Is that 11, I see? That is 11. Jeez. All right, you heal yourself 11. And she stops bleeding? And you stop bleeding. Yep. And you have one action left. Yep. All right, I'm going to use my one action to move into position so that Cade can flank, and we will see yeah. if this thing takes sneak attack. Kind of surprised you didn't uh, use your to heal Brixley, but okay. I'm a little busy. Cade's up. Alright, draw a dagger, move, and stabitate. Hopefully it's flankoed. This is a weird fight. Yeah, I had to get real... Ooh, what's this? Actually, it's better. Do it again. Do it again? Yeah, because I forgot it's flat-footed, so it's minus two to its AC. I'm just double-checking. Well, it has imprecise tremor sense, so can something be flat-footed. But it just is... knows, yeah, it just knows that it's something is however close to it, but it doesn't know like, it, it's not a precise targeting sense, but it doesn't make it immune to flat-footed. Right, it doesn't say it, so... <laughs> you somehow crit a bush. Yes! Um, crit a bush. <laughs> just trimming the hedges. And then I roll 2d6 so sneak, right? right? Right. It's so weird, yes. 1d6 from my and then crit, crit sneak. Crit sneak. Right. There you go. So, I think you just double it. It's actually, you don't roll it twice. But it's, um... Oh. So it's an uh, eight. Sure. So you manage to crit the bush 
for um, 17 points of damage. Okay, you got one more attack left. That's weird. No, I don't think so. I think I drew the dagger because I, I, I had my two hands. Oh, right, you drew the dagger, you moved up, and then you attacked. Yeah. Celeste is up. Oh, boy. All right, she's going to move up in range of this thing and throw a gout of fire at it. Burn, baby, burn. Celeste Inferno. Oh, why don't you just burn? You hit it for five, but it takes an extra five because it's fire. Oh, it's not dead yet. Oh, my God, this bush. It's a burning bush. These things are horrible. Horribly great. Got anything left? No, you don't. That was three actions. Nope. Rexley! Rexley! What can you do with zero hit points? Lay there like a slug. My personal defense method. Is there anything you can do? Seems awfully odd that that is the case. He, he can be our cheer he, squad. Is he conscious at all? No, nah, it's just zero. What is zero it? means you're conscious? Uh, sufficient or no? t- you're unconscious and returned after sufficient time passes. Hasn't been From sufficient. a minimum of 10 minutes to several hours. So, no, it's been six seconds. So, I'm lying on the ground. Are you double, can you double check? He did say in the FAQ that you posted, um, Vanessa, like, which one to use, if it's the zero or the one. I think it's the zero. I mean, he's not It's the one. zero one. Okay, yeah. Just, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm trying, buddy. Okay, you know what time You're it is. You're to try not to roll so many crits against me. Okay, yeah, me, that's here, fair. Here we go. You know what time it is. It's your favorite. It's oh, no. a spinning right. strike. The bush spins in a circle. Wait, is that going to hit me? Yes, it yeah. will. Oh, for fuck's sake. But your hero points reduced your dying condition to zero, so at least you're not instantly going to die. But his wounded yeah. is two. So if I crit him, he does die instantly. Oh, my God. And Can you not? Can you what? not crit him? Uh, I'll try. Maybe I'll miss. Yay. Uh, no, I can, I can, I can try. Let's see. Six. No, I shouldn't heal his ass. The 16, 16. Oh. Can, 16 will hit this correctly. Is me. No, will it? Because well, it's flat it's minus two, but my base AC is made eight. Or that would be just 16. God. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you're 16. What's, I dodge. What's, I dodge while I'm unconscious. What's Cade? What's Cade? <laughs> Cade, your AC. Cade's an 18. I raise my shield. Oh, and what's it prove? Both of you block it, right? You both block. Yeah. Oh, poor Brixley. So this... the only the only damage that did is to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're I... you're dying three. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go uh, pour some water. water on my computer now because <laughs> <laughs> this this has been some bullshit. <laughs> It's it's bushes, baby. Prue is up. This is worse uh, than the, the Halon fight. I'm, These I'm shrubs. <laughs> uh, this is like karmic revenge for the fact that I was the one person that didn't go down in the Halon fight. So now I'm just getting whooped all the time. <laughs> You're like, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. It's like, it's a probably, it is pretty amazing. I mean, you can't die. When I put that on your gravestone, <laughs> killed by bush, killed by shrubbery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here lies Brixley Silverthorn. This is such a shit show. <laughs> oh, so are, the, are these thorns silver? No, probably not. Brought low by a salad. <laughs> Brixley will never eat salad ever again. Cruise up. 
This All right, Bush I'm counting on Celeste dynamite. to save in, so in Soviet Russia, Bush has pruned you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, all right, let's go for some attacks. Try and finish it off. It has to be on its last leaf. We're going to find out. Go, go, gadget, prue. <gasps> thank you. Oh, thank God. The Christs of Galarian Jesus. The the burning bush is dead. Now, who is healing him before the end of this round? Celeste uh, is doing it immediately. <laughs> she's gonna do yeah. She's gonna do a three action heal, which will heal everyone. Uh, D eight okay. plus two. Okay. So a whole four points of damage, but at least he's not dying again. So everyone's healed four, mm -hmm. including the bush. Got it. The bush is dead. You're fired from GMing. <laughs> what? what? That, that's a legitimate question. Oh, hey, guys. I had this really bad dream that a bush was kicking my ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's not a lot of times you're going to be able to say this in your career. I was playing Pathfinder, and I was being killed repeatedly by a bush. And it by was foliage. My ass. <laughs> and it was literally down to the last round before I was about See, I to die. I sailed over the edge of the cliff on Mad and just start, just started finding the whole thing ridiculous. <laughs> just, uh, I was mad for a while, but by the end, it's just like, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? It's just bushes. Those are CR2 creatures, by the way. Wait until you get to the hard stuff. So, yeah, this is a really deadly game. It's fine. We'll just die. It's fine. It's fine. It's no, I had my three action plan. If I had actually been able to get up, was like do a lay on hands and then pull out the last alchemist fire and light him on fire. But nope, I'm just gonna be unconscious instead. Well, you're alive now, and we're gonna rest for the next week until we're healed <laughs> up from this. <laughs> Brixley is just like the thing is, he wakes up, he, he's just covered in like twigs and bushes and leaves and shrubbery and he's finding it like in his clothes and his pants he's just like what and his hell? own blood <laughs> i know Don't forget that yes his own blood he's like what the hell happened so much I blood ju i just threw an alchemist's fire what happened <laughs> i thought we were so smart Oh, you got run over know, by a truck. Bright We're idea. Like, we got this. Let's throw fire on the shrubs that can't move. Meanwhile, they got on roller skates, headed over, did a Cuisinart murder attack, thorns, blood drinking, destructo salads. That was amazing. They were really cool, too. They had reaching. They could blood siphon. They didn't get to do that, but they drink your blood and then they heal twice what they sucked off you. So, Oh, my it God. It would have actually drunken your blood caused you to take four points of damage and then healed eight to itself so and with his damage resistance we just were not equipped for this to be a, a mediocre fight well someone had a sword <clears throat> which uh, maybe would have uh, um, done very well because you know what bushes don't like slashing that's right <laughs> I thought they resisted slashing they resisted piercing and bludgeoning a piercing bludgeoning, okay. You were hitting it with little Both cubes. of those. Oh, right. the two weapons that I have. A rapier right. and a warhammer. 
Right. Yeah. right. Fantastic. Now, Cade, you actually the the dagger does both. So I believe, right? Or does uh, it just, I is, think dagger's versatile. Let's see. It's yeah, it's both. It's P and S. So in that case, you could do the slashing. Yeah, I I assumed I was. Yeah, you were quitting this thing and killing it anyhow. I mean, you guys were doing so much damage, but it's all right. It all worked out. It all worked out for the end. Barely. It (laughs) all worked out. Yes, tell that to Brixley. It all worked out. Brixley looks like he got ran over by a lawnmower. This this barely worked out. The grass got revenge. Seriously. <laughs> For all those salads he ate, that's it. We got back at him. Yes. They start putting ranch dressing on him. It was a, it was a, dru- a powerful druid by the name of John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like he's going to be rethinking. For the rest of his life, Brixley had a uncomfortable fear of lettuce. Oh, my gosh. 40 years from now, Brixley will be sitting in a mansion ordering his servants to, like, cut back every hedge. <laughs> like, get it away from the Make property a line. a stone garden. I don't want any plants. Get these plants out of here. So, Manhattan. Possibly. That's right. He's, he's only going to be moving to big cities. There's, like, no foliage anywhere. One day, someone gives him a gift of a light, like a little, a little flower. He's like, "It's a no! succulent." <laughs> no succulents. Everyone's like, "I, I got God. you a cactus for your birthday." He just starts crying. <laughs> Post-traumatic salad disorder. <laughs> it's just the the vision of him. He's he throws the fire. The plants literally like roll up to him. Start smashing on your shield. You go down. You get back up. It kills you again. You go back down. You use your hero point. You come back up. And then the salad shooter appears. And then you go down again. <laughs> it's like, and it critted. The salad shooter critted, which was mind-boggling. You look at that last salad and you're like, et tu, brute? Oh, that was genius. I love you this. Like that? I you love like this. That? This is good. I've never, I have never killed anyone with shrubbery before, but... That was very close, man. These deaths, they really come down to the wire. Because that was... I mean, you were dying three with no more hero points left. So, um... Anyhow, that could have been bad. I'm honestly wondering if we're going to finish this adventure with all all four party members. Oh, four party members. I don't know if it's going to be the same four party members. But there'll be four party members. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, I'll be rolling a few extra characters between (laughs) sessions. (laughs) Yeah, my backup is just straight fighter, no nonsense. Just the all fighter, fighters, Jason Hoss. It's fighters are insane. Jason, why did you make five druids that all have speak with plants? (laughs) (laughs) No reason, no reason at all. Jason's like, please, please, sir, don't kill me. I never ate your sister. Oh, that came out wrong. Whoa! It's after it's after eleven. We're allowed to work blue. <laughs> it's a little blue right now after getting killed by salad. Oh wait, what's that? You don't make friends with salad. You don't make friends with salad. <laughs> I'm glad that my spells actually really play, played out this time. I needed those so bad. Yeah, the shield worked great. That saved you. That actually totally that was saved you. clutch. That was well. Clutch. Uh... And then battle medicine level two was a godsend, apparently. 
Now, you can't use that on yourself for a day, right? I think it's like an hour or something. It might be a no, day. I have no, no idea. Battle medicine, I think it's a day. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're immune for one day. So you cannot oh, okay. use that again for on yourself for one day. So make a note here. Battle medicine. All right. When do we want to do it again? I don't know. After this, I'm tempted Ever. to go ahead. <laughs> You're, you're tempted to what? I quit. quit while I'm ahead. No, no. You guys aren't even. You're you're halfway through the adventure. You. It was funny. It's like we're doing all this, like the the role playing, and you guys are spending so much time in town. You beat on that ghost, and then the bushes. Oh, the bushes. The bushes are calling. The bushes. The bushes are calling. This is what I said would happen. I'd say we'd hit level two and the game would get harder because everything else levels up with us. And you were like, no, no, it'll be easy. You'd be surprised. You got me, Steven. I was quite surprised by this. <laughs> well, they get like a plus 11 to hit and you guys that's really insane. need better armor. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nuts. <laughs> I, I don't write the rules. Wait, what is the it best happen? we could hope for is like a plus eight. Yeah, there's a plus 11 hit. Well, because they don't go as much and there's not as many. I didn't write the rules. I didn't write them. You're right. The the three of them with three actions each do have fewer actions overall than the four of us with three actions each. That balances. Well, I crit. That, that's the killer. Is crits in this game are killer. I mean, they are really... I mean, I guess in their mind, they're like, well, it's just getting hit twice. But it's not. It's it's like it's really almost not because you're not prepared. It's really the first round. I think what you have to well, do. That, yeah, that crit on the first round just immediately changed the whole complexion of the fight. It right. was the same in the boss fight. I got hit, yeah. hit by that trap and went instantly down. And it was the boss. Not, fight was... I'm not telling you how to play, but I used to run. I run tournament D and D for a very, very, very long time at Gen Con. In tournament D and D, the best teams would always spend the first two rounds reordering themselves and getting in formation no one went in to attack they would all get ready and then they would go in not kind of slowly and i never i never forgot it because i never saw anyone do that before like the first round they would be like okay we all delay until we're in this order and i was like wow i've never seen that and they're not immediately rushed by bushes no they whirl around no, they are, but they have the people in the front going like full defense and like getting ready while they get ready, and then they go and they. It, I'm not, so no, full is, defense delay. This seems like a lot of buildup, and we would be attacked. We would have been attacked three times. Now this. No, uh, well, in this case, other wrong. than putting my other than putting my shield up, I'm not sure. I mean, I would have been in the front anyways. There's not a lot we would have right. done differently. True. Now keep in mind, like, not if one. I had if I could do it differently, I would have put Sanctuary on you, so they had to make a will save in order to attack you at all, and I kind of wish I had done that instead of a measly, what, you know, six or seven points of fire damage. The other thing is, keep in mind, um, you guys have never gotten information on any creatures yet. Not once. Now, you're kind of learning the abilities as the attacks are going, and I'm kind of telling you as they go, so you kind of learn, but... None of these creatures, I don't think a single creature in this adventure is anything you've ever seen before. So even using real world knowledge, you'll never figure out what you're looking, you know, it's like this bush. It's like, you've never seen this bush. It's new. It's like, yeah, but we do that thing. a lot in Starfinder, like, you know, medicine checks. You're always doing checks. checks. Well, religion. you can afford yeah. to make the checks in Starfinder. The action economy in this makes it kind of rough to roll a knowledge that you might actually fail. <sighs> yeah. No, I'm not saying it's great, but 
if you, I know. I mean, it's an interesting thing because it takes an action. But I do remember there was a fight of, like last week where you guys had one action and someone, I, was, I didn't say anything, but somebody's like, I don't know what I do. I just do nothing. Well, that was you, Prue. And I was going to say to myself, I'm like, oh, you can always do enough. But I didn't say anything. I was like, yeah. That's a good point. You know, if you have that one action left, like, what do I do with it? Yeah, it's a good time for knowledge. Yeah, you can. There is a feat that will give you free knowledge checks, but yeah, everything's an action. Makes it easier. That battle medicine is really good. Now I know why. That was clutch. Mark Steifer made the super healer that like heals like twenty points at first level. Like everything he does, like he went insane. He went pure cleric with like super heal every heal thing you could have i was like uh i was worried when i saw that i was like i think he's on to something and he was but yeah healing is key though they still died they still died because the monster went first and critted them <laughs> imagine that i've never that heard this never story happens. before <laughs> they that that combat makes this pale in comparison because three people went down and they all had persistent damage and it never went away even when they healed themselves because it was poison so it kept going and it lasted six rounds so the math on that i told you by the end i wasn't even doing anything mark was running the whole campaign i was just sitting there listening he's like okay this does this and this does this and the next round and this i'm like okay mark you're the gm now you just take over i, I don't care it's fine and it was fine it's like he was having so much fun i was like okay and he knew the math better than me so and they all made it by one they basically same thing here they all got to dying they all used their hero points they all used every healing they had and they would heal, but then they would succumb to the poison and die. And then so they'd get, have to like tag team themselves to get themselves up. But then they would fail the poison check and die again. So it was ridiculous. It was awesome. I started playing back in second edition D&D. This is the most deadly of any role playing game system I have ever played in. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like I like it's hard, and I'm not pulling the punches. Like that's why I'm. Whatever you roll, roll. Like when it crits, it crits. When you miss, you miss. Like whatever it is, it is. So. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. You rolled a podcast critical success.